Thank you for joining us. Here at BLC, our purpose is helping people discover and develop a life in Christ. Now here is Pastor Gary Tony. Well, let's, let's dig right into things today. This is part two. Now, if you missed last Sunday, we're talking this subject, uh, dominion, it can be challenging. Because as believers, the, um, the responsibility that we have, and I can tell you from my experience as a pastor, uh, there's a, now when, when we highlight certain things, don't let the enemy bring condemnation on you, okay? But when things come up, when the Lord shares stuff with me, when I remind you of things, understand that the Lord is trying to grow all of us. And if you think you've arrived, when we're not the church for you. I'm not kidding. Because I, I talk to people, I, I run into people, and, I, and they find out you're a pastor, and then you tell them different things that the Word says, oh, I know that. Well, that's the first indication right there that mm, you're probably a legend in your mind only. Yeah. And so as we dig into this, if these are some things that are new to you, that they may stretch your thinking a little bit, then stay open, stay humble, and, and ask the Holy Spirit, just like I told you last Sunday, and I... I tell, I tell you guys this all the time. Don't you ever assume I'm right. Now, make no mistake. I don't know why y'all always laugh when I say that, but I'm not going to teach you something wrong, at least not on purpose. But don't ever assume that I'm right. What, what, what are you saying? I'm saying you get into the word for yourself and prove it out. That's why we put the notes out there on version for you so that you have these uh, tools to help you study. But in saying that, let's, let's dig into this. We started this conversation with um, the passage out of Genesis, and, and there's a lot in Genesis 1. As a matter of fact, there's so much in Genesis 1 that there are scholars that spend their whole career in that chapter. And so what I've done is just, I've, I've taken just a quick paraphrase of something to make a point that is understandable for us, and it says this. God said, who said God said, let's make man in our image. Now, the hour there is the Father, the Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Let's make man in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over what? How much of it? How's that working? Yeah, see, what, what we've done is we've turned what God told the church to do over to politicians. I know. I'm not going there, so be cool. I'm still reading the Bible. Then God, then God blessed them, and he said, you be fruitful, you multiply, you fill the earth, you subdue it, and you have dominion over everything on the earth. And then we told you last week, this word dominion is this. It is the occupation of a position of dominant power and influence. Now, as, as I said in the beginning of this talk, not over people. You understand that? You don't have authority over people unless you're married, and then somebody may have authority over you. <laughs> I just do what she says. Right, honey? She's, she's like, nope. <laughs> in my mind, I do, Right? See, guys, I am pretty confident that we can all use a little more revelation concerning the realities of our God-ordained dominion and authority. See, the church has gotten, and 
I say this cautiously, but the church has gotten very comfortable and inclusive in what we do inside this building. And as long as we're here and we're good moral people and we study the Bible and we worship and we come together, it's all good. Even if the world is going to hell, we're in here. But it was never God's intention for it to be that way. We should be running every aspect of what's going on in society. Education, government, all of it. The church, men and women of God should be the final authority in all of that. But over time, because we have grown inclusive in things going on with what we enjoy, and we kind of wanted to separate ourselves from the world. We don't want anything to do with the world. And that was never God's intention. We are supposed to go into darkness and be the light. You got that? And I know that can be challenging sometimes. I know it can be scary, especially when people push back and don't agree with you. See, the thing that you have to understand, everything about this new world that you and I have been born into, this authority, this dominion, our effectiveness, it all hinges on this one kingdom of heaven foundation, if you will, and it's this. We have to stay on the love line. We've got to stay on the love line, you all. But the thing is, so often we get distracted, we get pulled different ways. See, walking in love with people, it will absolutely require the greatest faith of your life to do it. Now, I know I gave you homework last week, and I know you guys are knocking it out of the park. What was it? Colossians? And what was the other one? Okay, can you, can you give me Romans 12 on your phone? On a, in the New Living Translation? Yes, ma'am. I, I know it's not in my, I know this isn't in my notes, but just bear with me. There's, I was reading it this morning. I'm like, man, I need to share this. Yeah, uh, Cody said big text. <laughs> That's real funny right there. <laughs> but, uh, but Romans chapter 12, because if, if we don't stay, listen, guys, as you begin to understand your, your God-ordained authority, and what we're supposed to do, if you don't stay on the love line, then you just become a modern-day Pharisee. And so often all we do is we highlight everybody else's junk and we fail to ever see our own. Man, I really thought she was tech-savvy here. I thought she'd have it by now. I should That's adorable. I am not wearing pink glasses. <laughs> that is pretty small. Do what, Michaela? Can I? I can. I just, yeah. <laughs> Help me. Make it bigger. Do something. I'm going to preach. We'll get back to Romans in just a minute. I think I changed the page on it. See, here's the thing about the love line, you all. I, mean, we, I guess it's technology mess ups all the way around the, the day. Today's the day. But Galatians 5 really helps us with this. If you. Look at Galatians 5. It tells us this in the New, uh, New International Version. It says, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Oh, that is awesome, girl. Thank you. Faith expressing itself through love. See, you and I, even though we, we grow and we, we begin to discover some of the realities of what God has made available for us, if we're not on the love line, we're not going to be effective. 
Because we really, so often we find ourselves, and, and how many of you have been this way? You notice somebody else's junk? <laughs> it's, always, it's always somebody else's first, isn't it? Not ours. But see, what the Word of God will do, because the Word of God is a mirror, not reflecting the natural man, but the spiritual man. I want to start in Romans, and if you're with me, just hang with me, but I want to start in verse 9 of Romans 12. This is the New Living, and it says this. Don't laugh, honey. Listen to this. I love the wording here. Don't just pretend to love others. Huh? Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tight to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. Let me slide down to verse 14. Bless those. Say bless those. <laughs> That's not a southern term for, you know, that you... Listen, bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. <laughs> Be happy with those who are happy, weep with those who are weep. Watch this. Live in harmony with each other. Who's he talking to? See, some of you are like, mm. you don't understand. I don't like them. I didn't write Romans. This is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company. Now, listen to this very carefully. Of ordinary people. Now, the Apostle Paul in the, the New King James Version says it like this. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. You see, when you begin to get the revelation of who you are as a person of God, then all of a sudden, that's when you have those opportunities to look down your pharisaical nose at others because they're not doing it the way you think it ought to be done. But who said you were doing it right? How we, thank, thank you. Yeah. Live in harmony. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. Don't think you know it all. Watch this. It gets even better. I mean, this is, this, Paul is on a roll here. Never, say never. never. Never pay back evil with more evil. We, 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 didn't, we didn't highlight that. We took a Sharpie and we redacted that one. Didn't we? Nope, not that. Do things in such a way that everyone could see that you were honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with others or with everyone Never, Trevor, I'm struggling with this, brother. <laughs> Never take revenge. Listen, leave that to God's righteous anger, for the scripture says, I will take revenge. So you, when, when people do stuff against you, when people slam you on social media, now you may not have a lot of that, but as a pastor, well, I get some of that from time to time. My wife, she, she won't share it with me. She protects me. But, I, but you know, so I, I, I'm like, that's, this is why I pray for him. I'm like, Lord, go easy on him. Because according to the Bible, the, the word of God says, I will pay them back. I love, I love how it words it. Says the Lord. <laughs> if your enemy is hungry, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Huh? How are we doing? If your enemy's hungry, feed him. Now, we're just going to drive on by that one, right? 
If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you heap burning coals of shame on their head. And then he sums it up with this statement right here. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil with good. Michaela, you could have helped your mom out there. Dang. My point with that, here's the thing, as I was thinking about that today, because if we're going to exercise our God-ordained authority and dominion, we're going to have to stay on the love line. And Romans 12 breaks it down very clearly that the only way you do those things is through the power of the Holy Spirit helping you. You're going to have to trust that God's way is right. Don't take revenge. Don't take revenge. No, I mean, no, seriously, don't take revenge. Yeah, but I can't help it. I'm going to get them. Listen, believe me. There are many times I want to get them. Huh? But we can't do that. We are made in the image and likeness of God. And the thing is, God is love. The Apostle John makes it very clear. So we're, if we're made like him, then we're made in love. Now, that doesn't mean that you're a doormat for someone. You understand? You don't, you don't just let people abuse you. But you have to handle things a different way because you're a new creation in Christ. Yeah? Now, let's, let's go back. Let's, let's get back into things in Colossians because this is, this is really our foundation through the talk. And in Colossians chapter 1, the Apostle Paul really, man, he, he makes some clarity uh, come to light here for all of us. In verse 22, he says this, Now he... And one of the things I would encourage you all to do when you're studying the book of Colossians, I want you to highlight the, the past tense language. Pay close attention to it. Listen, he has, say has, he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. So you have to believe that Jesus really came to the planet and died a real physical death, and rose in that same body three days later. You have to believe that. He says, because he has reconciled us through that action. Then he says this, as a result, he has brought you, say has. He has brought you into his own presence. Now, obviously, he is not talking about your physical body. Your natural man, you, I see you. You're not in God's presence. you here. But your spirit, he has, say has, he has brought you into his own presence and you someday, no, you are. Right now, you are, right now, you are holy and blameless. How could somebody say that? Because you know what I did? I mean, it was Friday night. You know what I did? He's not talking about your humanity. That's why this class that we're starting on Wednesday night is so important to the believer. You are a spirit. And you have a body. And the soul of a human is the bridge that brings them together. See, there are spiritual realities that God wants to manifest in this world. But until your soul is transformed, he can't get it to this world. Because you're still carnal. That's, and when you're still carnal, you know what you want to do when you're carnal? You want revenge. You want to get them. When you see, you, when you see your enemy is hungry, mm-mm, you'll, 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 you'll drive right on by. You may throw some empty, uh, an empty McDonald's bag out. 
Huh? He brought you into his own presence, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. Gosh, is he for real? Because I'm telling you, as a pastor, we don't see ourselves this way. I have, I have done this for a little bit now, and we still see carnally. Because we, the enemy wreaks havoc in our thought life because we are human, we are human, and we still yield to junk. Anybody ever yield to humanity? You ever do carnal stuff? And you're wonderfully saved, heaven bound, going to heaven, but yeah, we do. So let, let's continue, like we said last week in chapter 3 of this same letter, since you have been, say have been, since you have been raised with Christ to a new life. Aim at and seek. Aim. You even close one eye. Get dialed in. You'll even, you'll even get special gear that can help you with, with your aim. Yeah? Aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures where Christ is. Watch this. Set your minds and keep them set on what is above. Now, how are you supposed to function by doing that? Come on, y'all. Because if, if, if this is instructions for the New Testament church, because we have been made these new creations in Christ, then how do we manifest, manifest that world into this one? By this right here, you aim at, you seek after, you set your mind and you keep it set on what is above, not on the things of the earth. How do you do that? Through the word of God. <clears throat> And the very first thing that a born-again believer has to get settled is the reality that our new life, this world that we've been born into, it can only be accessed one way. And that is by grace through faith. Now, I know most people, when I ask them about grace, they know, well, grace is God's unmerited favor. Grace is Genesis chapter 1. It's so much more than God's favor. It is God's nature, his power, his personality, his ability on you, and you are born again. Can, can you wrap your head around born again? You just didn't get washed in, in your, your sins cleansed away. You became a brand new creation. We, we really don't comprehend the fullness of those things. And the only way that faith is, is accessible to the believer is by hearing the words of Christ. See, Romans 10 makes it very clear that faith comes from here. And so when you come in here and you said, that's why I, I always tell you, listen with faith. Read the word of God with faith. What, what do you mean by that? Read it with faith. I mean you expect, you come with this fixed expectation that God is going to drop a truth in your life that's going to change you forever. Not, an, not another religious idea, not some denominational philosophy, but a truth that will impact you because, guys, it's kind of like this. This is kind of the way I look at our Sunday morning meetings, this fellowship. What we do here, this isn't church. It's kind of like, Cody, the, I look at it like this. This is the, 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 the pregame locker room session. What happens here, the Holy, I, this, I can be talking about something in Romans 12, and God can deal with you about how you're dealing with your wife right now. Because the Holy Spirit will put stuff in your life because he knows tomorrow there will be someone that you're going to encounter and he's already had somebody else sowing into their life and now you're getting ready to go. 
But we have to be these people that are willing to do these things. <clears throat> so you have to use your faith. Expect God to speak to you. Expect God to show you new things. Like I told you last Sunday, I have read the book of Colossians so many times. And this time, because I asked the Lord and I slow down. Let, let me help you a little bit. You can't ask the Lord to give you a new revelation and then see how fast you can read through it. No, you, have to you actually have to practice the Joshua 1-8 principle. You have to meditate in it when you have time. No. Oh, it doesn't say that? What does it say? Meditate in it day and night. See, the thing with the American church, so many of us are blessed. This is why the Lord told us when he was telling the people of Israel, when you go into your promised land, you take my word and you put it on the gate of your house. You put it on the doorpost of your house. You talk about it when you get up. You talk about it when you sit down. You talk about it around the table when you rise, when you sleep. You talk about it. Why? Because if you don't have it in you with a solid foundation, you will forget that it was the Lord that blessed you. And I am telling you in a 21st century church in America that we have forgotten that the Lord has blessed us. We have gotten so comfortable with all the good stuff that he's blessed us with to the degree that we've gotten used to it. Now, don't misunderstand me. We are the blessed of the Lord, and we should be walking in it. Don't let the enemy steal that from you, but not at the expense of us forgetting who we are at the core of being a, a, a disciple of Jesus. See, when you get faith inside you, it is for something. And the reason it is designed, reason, the reason faith is such a vital part of this, it's the only way it works, is because by design, no other human gets the credit but Jesus. You can't do it. In all of your works, you will never be good enough. It kind of, you know, something that I, 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 um, I have to be careful as a pastor with these things because I hear people talk about it, and, and it's, you can hear them talking, and they're wanting to elude to God getting something, but it's like, I did that. Oh, I laid hands on them, and they got that. You did? Come on, guys. See, the thing that you have to understand, and, and, and I love that, that God made it this way, the power truly is in the gospel. What does gospel mean? It's good news. See, I think that's one of the mistakes that we make. We don't tell enough people good news. We like to highlight their junk. Tell them good news. See, the, the gospel it will penetrate the soul of a human and it will connect with their spirit because you believe with your spirit. Your soul has to be transformed. That's what Romans 12 talks about. That's why God said, hey guys, you all give your bodies to me as a living sacrifice and don't be conformed to the world. Don't think like the world. Don't act like the world. Let the word of God transform you. Change the way you think and you'll change your life. See, the, the gospel message of what Jesus did will penetrate the soul of any human because humanity is God made. It's designed that way. This is what Paul meant when he said, guys, all you have to do is believe with your heart. Well, he's obviously not talking about an organ in your body. You don't believe with a blood pump. What's he talking about? Your inner man. You believe your spirit connects with what God says and your soul changes. Here's something we need to keep in mind. When you study the word of God, when you follow Jesus, he makes statements like this. The words that I speak, they are spirit. And them that are born of the spirit are spirit. And them that are born of the flesh are flesh. See, if you have believed in your heart today, and you have confessed 
Jesus as Lord of your life. You are a new person in Christ. Your spirit is made new. Pastor, I know that. Listen, guys, it's not the knower. I know some of y'all listening to me, like, this is so simple. Is it? How many people you shared it with last month? If it's so simple, come on, player. Seriously, if it's that simple, get busy. There shouldn't be an empty chair in here. But here's the deal. We get, like, Pastor, you're kind of getting on us. No, I'm not. I'm really not. I'm just trying to stir you up a little bit, okay? I'm not getting on you. Don't let the enemy mess with you like that. See, we need to understand that as a spirit being, we're the ones that are supposed to be exercising God-ordained authority. When you walk into the room, you need to know who you are when you walk in the room. Don't let the, don't let the carnal, worldly, ungodly people control your thoughts. You're an heir to the throne of heaven. Now, once again, like Paul said, don't think of yourself more highly than you are. Don't think you're something you're not. To God be all the glory. <clears throat> but when you know who you are, you can be like David. I know you're coming to me with your spear and your sword and your shield and your ten foot, all that. But I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. Amen. Now, but here's the key to this statement. And then David says this. He's a young adult, maybe even a teenager, and he says this. And this day, not someday. <laughs> I, you know, I hear people all the time, well, someday the Lord. No, no, no. David said, this day. Now, we're not violent like David, okay? David, I don't know if y'all have studied the life of David. He was violent. He said, I'm going to cut your head off. <laughs> now, we're supposed to walk in love today, right? So you're not cutting anybody's head off. That's why you have to interpret Old Testament stuff with New Testament truth. Amen? See, God's word will bring faith to us to the degree that we begin to exercise our newborn again nature. And you have to realize everything about that kingdom, it works that way. It's all by grace through faith. you got to believe it. And then you have to do something about it. Listen to what Paul says in Colossians chapter 2. Y'all doing okay? All right. As you have received Christ Jesus... So walk, now this is the Amplified, I love this. So walk, regulate, and conduct yourselves in union with and conformity to him. What's that mean? Do it like he did it. Say it like he says it. See, this is the thing so many of the, of the body, so many of us in the body of Christ today, instead of, instead of us saying what our father says, we talk the problem. We talked the situation. Well, you know what they said on the news. You know better than that. If you're watching news, uh, you need some prayer. Do not watch mainstream stuff. They lie to you on purpose. They are owned by Satan. Don't do it. Well, I got to find out truth. Well, if you don't know where to find out truth, I'm your shepherd. All you got to do is call me. We will help you with truth. Because they're not going to tell it to you. Anyway, side, side note. The challenge is in the church today because we're not watching how he does it. And what I've discovered is this. And you may have some family members or loved ones or friends that are in this position. But there are many today that attend church services. But it's just a religious practice to them. They've never accepted Jesus into their life. They don't actually believe that, but they feel a moral obligation to go to church. You know, people, I, I know people like that. 
And, and to them, it, it, it's all they need to soothe their conscience, to make them believe. And, and the enemies deceived them. But even with that one, the gospel will penetrate that heart. How do I know? Because there's the next group of people that they're in church and they have gotten enough of a revelation of who Jesus is and they're comfortable with that. They know they're going to heaven, but exercising a different life here, that's really not something they're open to. Yes, I believe Jesus is my savior. I'm going to heaven, but preach this in my life. Don't tell me what to do. Well, first of all, I don't have dumb written. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I, I've tried that. It doesn't work. You're going to do you, and you know that. Yeah? Are y'all quiet all of a sudden? <laughs> huh? See, when you actually exercise faith and you demonstrate your God-ordained dominion in the earth, what happens is this, that you become a doer and not just a hearer. You learn, you learn principles that Jesus has taught us. You remember last week we were talking about Peter and John at the gate beautiful and they were going to, to the hour of prayer and they'd been this, the Bible says that this man was crippled from birth and he's there every day. Now, I just want, you to, I just want to take a second and kind of let you see how the Holy Spirit works a little bit. Because the Holy Spirit just showed up on the scene in Acts chapter uh, 1. Actually, you know, actually, Acts chapter 1, thank you, Lord. Uh, Luke says this. He's writing to Theophilus, and he says, I'm writing this account of all the things that Jesus began. He didn't say the things that Jesus used to do when he was here. No, these are the things that Jesus began to do. And then Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit shows up where Jesus said, guys, don't y'all leave, don't, don't you leave this room until he gets here. And when the Holy Spirit showed up, Peter gets up and begins to preach. Now, this is the same Peter that just a few weeks or maybe a month or, or two ago denied that Jesus, he didn't know him. But now today, the Holy Spirit shows up and all of a sudden Peter's filled with the Holy Spirit. And he's empowered and anointed by the Holy Spirit to do something new. And then he stands up and he begins to preach his first sermon. And the Bible says that 3,000 people. Now, I know some people don't like big church. Well, you need to read the Bible again and get your mind renewed. Because the first day, 3,000 showed up. First of all, what do you do with that? I could tell you right now, my staff would lose their mind if 3,000 showed up. Like, oh, I'm out. And so they continue on. The church has just been launched. The Holy Spirit's here. And just a couple chapters later. Now, remember, we're not chapter and verse when this was written. They're going to the same temple that they go to all the time for the hour of prayer. It's not the weekly prayer meeting. It's not the monthly prayer meeting. Every day at, the, at this hour, they go pray. Men and women of God would go pray. All right? And that day... Peter and John walking by. The, I'm sure they walked by the, the dude many times before. Why didn't they do anything before, Andy? Hmm? You know why? Because the Holy Spirit came on Peter that day. He said, no, no, pay close attention to this. Because the Holy Spirit came on him and a miracle took place. Now, did, now, now do miracles still take place? Are you, are, are you sure? Because we're living in a day and age. I know some people think, yeah, Pastor, well, that's why there was healings in the book of Acts and in, in Jesus' life. Because they needed that to establish the church then. And we don't now? 
<laughs> well, I'm getting somewhere. Stay with me. Because Peter says, I don't have any money today, but here's what I do have. In the name of Jesus Christ, get up. And he grabbed him, and he got up. And that miracle, what, go, go read it, Acts chapter 3 and 4, go read it. That miracle turned a city upside down, and two more thousand people came to the church because of one, one healing. Brother Hagin used to tell us this all the time when we were in class. He said, guys, healing is the dinner bell. I'm like, I, I grew up in town. I'm like, what's the dinner bell? <laughs> But farmers, you know, back in the day, that the mom would come out and ring the bell, come eat, boys. Healing is the, listen, one of my mentors, he pastors a large church in uh, inner city Chicago. And he says, guys, you don't need a bunch of self-help, grow your church programs, just grow the arm out. Well, come on. Well, that's not for today. Said who? People with degrees. Theologians and men and women of God that have gone before us and it didn't work for them. So they come to the conclusion because it didn't work for them. Well, it must have changed. God never changes. And if they, if they, used, if they used a miracle to add 2,000 to the church in one day, why can't we do it today? You, I don't know if you're ready for this. I'm going to tell you why, but I don't know if you want to hear it. Because of our unbelief. We really don't believe this stuff. We, we're wishing and hoping it'll happen. But Peter wasn't wishing and hoping. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him. He looked at the crippled dude and he said, look at me. I can see, I mean, because he had something new this day. Then when he was hiding behind the people out in the crowd, he said, I don't know Jesus. Today he knew Jesus. He said, look at me, son. Today I got something for you. Get up. Yeah. See, faith, guys, faith is evidence of a world we can't see with human ability. But how many of you know it's real? I know there's a bunch of you right now, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, if you breathe your last today, you know heaven's your home. Have you ever seen it? No, but you know it, don't you? See, we have to get that way with these other things that we've kind of let slip. This is why humanity, humanity actually refers to things in our new world that we're born into they actually call them, are you ready for this, the supernatural. You ever heard that term? Yeah. But for the born again, what the world calls the supernatural, Joe, you know what we are? It, it just should be natural to us. That's just who we are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He got healed? Yeah. You see, that's one of the other things that we're starting in, on Wednesday nights. And one of our Wednesday night sessions is our Matthew 4, uh, 423. The, these classes are going to be nothing but healing. Yeah, but God doesn't heal everybody. That's not true. Everybody doesn't receive healing. You got the Bible and then you got opinion. So we're going to dig into it. I'm not saying I have all the answers, but we're going to dig into it. And we're going to find out. And we're going to see some stuff happen. Are you here? I told the Lord, I said, listen, if I'm going to, if I'm going to teach this stuff, I got to live it. So I haven't had allergy medicine in two months now. Now, that's now glory to God, but now listen, you can ask my wife, this thing, this wasn't no cakewalk. I didn't just throw my medicine away. Don't be dumb. If that's you, well, Pastor, quit. No, it's, it's still in the cabinet right now, and I still have symptoms. Now, I haven't lately, but boy, I mean, for the first, it, it was like, man, 
And what, you know what I did? The Bible says that the word of God is medicine. So I started speaking the word of God. Body, you shut your mouth, you snotty nose, you, you're going to listen to me. Now, I know some of you are choking on this because you've been raised in a different way. Healing went away with the last apostle. Well, who's that? How many of you have been taught that stuff? Couple, just, well, that's not bad then. Okay. My mom was taught that. Well, I've, I've really went off the reservation today, haven't I, Derek? <laughs> Derek's like, where is he at? I'm in the spirit, man. But I can remember. I had, just, I had just graduated. My mom had been diagnosed with cancer. And I come back and I am on fire for God. I had just left a place where they, were, they have healing school every day. And hospitals, when they can't do anything else, they send them there. And they don't die. And I came from that. And I'm telling my mom this. But my, my mom gives me this stack of commentaries that her pastor gave her on why God doesn't heal today. I'm like, my carnality rose up for a minute. I'm like, I'm going to see him right now. See, guys, the enemy has been so successful in keeping the church from this because Acts chapter, Acts chapter 3, you heal one. They didn't, they didn't, have, to, they didn't have to do a social media post. It turned the city upside down. They came from everywhere. I want that. Some people say, well, Jesus used it to, to launch his ministry. If that's the case, then why did he tell people repeatedly, don't you go tell anybody what just happened? If he was trying to use that to launch his ministry, he would have put it on social media. You know what I'm saying, right? But he didn't. He said, don't tell anybody. So are we going to do it all right? No, we're not. Are people still going to be sick and die? Yes, they will. There will still be casualties. But we're going to get this. And we're going to stay in it. And we're going to stay in it. And we're going to see it. Because if we never preach it and practice it, there is no way we will ever see we'll, we'll never see it. <laughs> one of my teachers at the time, he was being criticized. He says, oh, y'all, one of, one of, he was talking to another pastor. He says, oh, y'all, y'all do all that uh, healing stuff over at your church, don't you? He said, we do. He said, well, we don't believe in all that over there at our church. He said, well, and then he said, well, let me ask you this. Y'all have any healings at your church? Well, no. He said, well, we do. Faith comes from hearing. We have to talk about it. I, I, I know. Thank, now, you think, well, but what about the medical industry? Thank God for doctors. A lot of, a lot of y'all wouldn't be here if it wasn't for doctors. You better, huh? I appreciate the medical field. We should work hand in hand with them. You know, what, you know what hospitals need? They need Holy Spirit anointed doctors and nurses standing over people praying. And not some if it's your will, God. You're actually exercising dominion. Huh? Because you are a new person. But if we never learn how to live out of that world, we will never be a successful ambassador in this world. Listen to what Paul says in Colossians 1.3. For he, the Lord, rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred. What's that mean? Is that past tense word? Transferred. See, if you've got money that's been transferred to your account, 
we go shopping. <laughs> right? It's been transferred. He rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and he transferred us in the kingdom of his son. So here's my prayer, you all. Man, I did not get anywhere in my notes today. Y'all listen good today, I'm going to tell you. But I, when, I, when I first started putting these thoughts together, here's, here's the prayer that the Lord kind of put on my heart. God, that we inspire and equip the next generation in this way of living. You see what the world needs to see, what your family members need to see, what your coworkers need to see is a bold, humble, confident, anointed person filled with the Holy Spirit, just like Peter and John at the gate beautiful. Oh, you, you, you're sick? Well, what I, what I, I can tell you in my own life, for years, and, and I talked with Jack about this so many times, when my mom moved to heaven. Now, now understand, my mom, she wouldn't come back. <laughs> uh, I was thinking the other day about her and Opal and Rose. They all up there just having a good time. But as I begin to think about it, you know, God, Help me with this because I, for the longest time, the enemy would wreak havoc in my mind because I would hesitate and to, to lay hands on people. Well, God told me to lay hands on people. In Mark chapter 16, it's part of the, man, why in the world am I on this today? Wow. Mark chapter 16, God says it's part of the Great Commission. These signs will follow them that go to church on Sundays. What do you have to do? What, what do you have to do? You actually have to believe it. See, believing is not just accumulating information. The Bible says that these signs will follow them that believe. They'll lay hands on sick people and sick people will recover. Now, recovery is a process. So you may not see an instant miracle, but if I put my hand on you, healing was just administered and it's going to start happening. But it only happens one way, you all. We have to stay on the love line. When people don't agree with you, I cannot tell you the number of people over the years, Billy, that I've talked to, and, and they will search the scriptures to support their unbelief. I've had men of God try to, they want to debate me and prove me wrong that God doesn't heal today. What is wrong with you? Why would you not want that? And, and, what's, and that's how the enemy works. And you're searching scriptures to support your unbelief? Some of you may be doing it right now. Oh, no, I got to find something to show you. Oh, you mean like Job? I don't know if you read Job or not, but uh, Job got healed. The Bible actually says, Job, God healed Job. And he got twice as much. So not only did he get healed, God blessed him with twice as much as he lost. What about Job? <laughs> okay, poor old Job, yeah. Anyway. I think that we're uh, stepping into something here maybe that the Holy Spirit knows we need more than my notes know we need. Y'all okay with this? All right. Well, that's good because I need you to be because we're going. Okay? But it starts with this simple reality. You got to believe this stuff, you all. You got to believe it. Step one, you got to believe that Jesus became a human, died on the planet, rose from the grave lives in heaven today and he left us his spirit to do what he did 
but you got to believe that. Step one, if you haven't given your life to Jesus, if you're in this room, if you're listening and watching and you've never given your life to Jesus, today's your day. Take a step of faith. I don't know everything about it. Nobody knows everything about it. We are these broken vessels of clay that are still learning these things. But you got to take a step. you got to start. We made it as simple as we possibly can. And what's crazy, Trevor? I even have people that criticize how we lead people to the Lord. I'm like, really? What is wrong with you? Well, it, it, you gotta, you gotta do it different. You gotta do it different. I'm from Kentucky, I do it simple, all right? Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. Whether you're in the room or you're watching, say the prayer with us. Our church is gonna lead you in this prayer. Give Jesus a chance in your life. Church, let's pray. Lord Jesus, come into my life and make me new. And from this day forward, Jesus is my Lord, heaven is my home, and I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you're in the room and you said the prayer, please stop by our information desk. We've got a gift for you just to kind of get you started in your journey of faith. Guys, for all of us, as we dig into the truth of who we are as people of God, as we ask the Holy Spirit to give us revelation of our dominion, as you begin to study Colossians in the book of Revelation, when you get these truths, ask the Lord to give you the courage to step out on it. And don't be moved by what you see. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will guide your steps. But you, got to, you still got to take the steps, amen? So this week, be ready. Be a yielded, willing, anointed vessel to do things for Jesus, amen? God bless you guys. We love you. Have an awesome week. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to click on the subscribe button. For more information on Victory Life Church, check us out at victorylifeky.com. Thank you so much for listening.